Welcome to the underground. A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. A place to get into the word of God so the word of God can get into you. This is where repentance starts, where revival begins. And who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The underground. All right, family, I appreciate everybody coming in tonight. Those who are here alive and those who are going to be listening tomorrow, next week, or 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 120 years from now. Welcome to the underground. I'm going to get jump right in. I'm starting James chapter 3, and I'm going to start at verse 7. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me good. Just give me a quick thumbs up. I just want to make sure everybody can hear me good. Somebody give me a thumbs up real quick before I get started. Can y'all hear me good? Okay. Okay. Great. Great. All right. In James chapter three. Go to James chapter 3 if you want to uh, follow along or if you just want to kick back, kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Listen to the underground. This is what you want to do. Go ahead. What do I like in the underground to? What can I compare the underground to, to this generation? It's like a person who's a distributor. And they get a pound or kilos of 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 products. And it can be any products, right? And they're trying to find some people that they can distribute it to to break it down, right? Break it down so they can break it down in like ounces and uh, dimes and dubs because it's quicker to distribute like that. That's what I like in the underground too. You know, I get a pound of words throughout the week for the for the people. I get a pound of revelation throughout the week for the people. And I'm just trying to distribute it to you guys so you can go out and distribute it to other people. Because this product here is it's pure. Hasn't been messed with. Hasn't been tampered. This is some good product, the word of God. So I'm hoping you guys getting it and distributing to people uh, in your community, distributing people at your schools, at your jobs, wherever you at. Figure out a way to get this word into people's hands. All right. Okay. James chapter three and verse seven, it says people can tame all kinds of animals. People can tame their dogs. They got dogs in their backyard. People can tame their cats. They got cats uh, in their house, on their bed for some reason, on their counter for some reason. Lord knows. I don't understand that. But they tame all type of animals. People got snakes. They got uh, and gorillas and spiders. And, you know, I'm even seeing people buying tigers now and People can tame lions now, and if you're rich and you want a zoo, 
You can tame all these animals. That's what the word of God is saying. It's just saying you can tame birds, reptiles. Yep. You see people got, you know, things like that in their houses and fishes. They can tame all that. Even though they should just, you know, sometimes just be out. But we tame it. That's what us humans like to do. But verse 8 says, but no one can tame the tongue. Mm-hmm. No one can tame the tongue. It is a restless, it is restless. Check out what it's saying about the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Some of y'all may experience that this week. That tongue being restless and evil. Full of de deadly poison. Right? Some of y'all been using that tongue, that tongue in the wrong way. And your tongue got poison. You need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I mean, if we real about it. Because it's it's restless. It's been too restless. It's just evil. That tongue has been all type of places. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're true with yourself. And then it says, verse 9, sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. It does. We say thank you, Jesus, with this tongue. We say praise God with this tongue. We speak in tongues with this tongue. Right? We say bless you, brother, with this tongue. Bless you, sister, with this tongue. We prophesy with this tongue. We preach with this tongue. Absolutely. that's what, And we praise and worship with this tongue. And sometimes... The word of God said, it curses those who have been made in the image of God. So in one minute, it say, hey, they praising me with this tongue. And the next, they are going full-fledged on somebody with the same tongue. Crazy, right? Ain't that something? Oh, my gosh. See, when you read verses like this, my brothers and sisters, it's hard to get arrogant. It's hard to be self-righteous. Because we all can identify with these verses right here. Right. And so uh, these are things that we can begin to practice on in our life. You know, trying to uh, how do I get my tongue from being so restless and so evil? You know, I'm trying to tame this relationship I am and trying to see what she is and see why she haven't texted me back. And I'm trying to tame this dude I'm with and trying to figure out where he at and why he haven't came and all this type of stuff and why he haven't visited. I'm trying to tame all this, but I can't even tame this tongue of mine. Hmm. Her heart is just all out of whack. When it comes to the things of God, my people. Mm -hmm. But he says, when, I, I love it when he says, we curses those who have been made in the image of God. You know, you may not like their skin color, but I, I, they made in the image of God, my brother, my sisters. You may can't stand him no more, but he made in the image of God, my sister. You may not can't stand her anymore, my brother, but she's made in the image of God. And we begin to curse these people. So the next time you begin to curse somebody, I want you to remember, hey, that person is made in the image of God. 
That's right. They made in the image of God. You know? And in verse 10, it says, and so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, this is not right. We make it simple for us. Thank you, God. He just went on and told us this is not right. We got to begin to practice on not having cursing and, you know, poison and evil talk and hate and pride talk coming out of the same mouth we praising God with. Basic. Simple. And then he begins to ask us a question. He says in verse 11, does spring water bubble out with both fresh and bitter water? Verse 12, he asks us, does a fig tree produce olive or a grapevine produce figs? He gives us he gives us the answer. No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. I have been noticing lately just by the tone, the sound and uh, the words out of people's mouth. If they are walking with God. And you're going to begin to notice it, my brothers and sisters. See, the more the more you're in the presence of God. The more uh, worldly words become, uh, it starts to hurt your ears a little bit. Or it starts to defile your 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 ears and your mind and your atmosphere. It's like, ooh. I don't know if you've ever been there before or you, if you're getting on that path where you begin to see, wow, we are uh, people with unclean lips, unclean mouth. And I'm not just talking about uh, the English cuss words either. I'm not just talking about these, you know, those cuss words that man made up, right? I'm just talking about the sound. There's a sound behind every voice. There's a sound behind every speech. There's a sound. And if you really listen and it, be in tune, there's an ungodly sound in our culture. It's so crazy that even there's a, there's a demonic sound behind the positive talk of our culture. They're using positive affirmation but the sound behind it behind that is very demonic and God's saying this is not right this is not right start to listen to it there's a lot of motivation speeches going on in our society but if you're listening the sound behind it is very demonic you got to understand, see, when the devil came to Jesus in the garden, he came with a sound of scripture. When he came to Eve in the garden, he came with a sound of scripture. It was a sound. It was a positive sound. When he got cast from uh, the heavens, he had a sound of motivation, a sound of ambition. He was saying, I will do this and I will begin to be this. And I will see when you talk like that in this generation, people say, you better, you better talk. You better go. I see you. Yes. Can't nobody stop you. Don't let nobody stop you. That's the sound that sounds positive. 
But God saying, hey, that's coming out of uh uh-uh. Mm-mm. That's coming from a bitter, bitter spring. So be careful. Be careful bef before you get sucked in to the sound of this culture, to this generation. Mm-hmm. Uh my brothers and sisters, those who uh listen on the underground. Again, I, I tell you, because of the confidence that God is beginning to uh, begin to give his son, uh, I, I know I'm speaking nothing but soldiers who finna take over. Yeah, that's, so that's why uh, God brings me in here by his permission to speak to you guys, to get ready, uh, get prepared, because the sound is going to come your way. Mm -hmm. And how do I discern the sound, my brother? Hey, you're going to have to be in the presence of God because when you hear his sound, it's going to be different from anything else. Oh, you're going you to be able to tell, oh, okay, that's God. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to tell off top. But why? How do I know? Because there's nobody like him. There's nobody who talk like him. There's nobody who heal like him. There's nobody who touch like him. You see what I'm saying? See, a baby, uh, uh, as I watch my beautiful daughter begin to raise, see, she's so familiar with her mom, she understands the touch. She understands her sound. Right? Oh, man. Come on. She she understands it already. The touch and the sound of her mother. She's familiar with it. And she can already tell just three months when that sound or that touch is gone. And you know what she does? She cry out. What is that teaching me? When you don't hear the sound or the touch of the father, it's time for us to cry out. For baby, hey, look at the babies. <laughs> They'll teach you something, my brothers and sisters. That's why he said to us, hey, when you come to the kingdom, you got to come with a childlike mindset. They begin to tell you how to cry out. The word of God says, hey, I will keep you in perfect peace. Listen to what the spirit of the Lord is telling you. I will keep you in perfect peace. What is keeping you right now? What is keeping you? Because when he tells us he would keep us in perfect peace, why are you not walking in that? It's a simple question. It's a simple question, and you got to answer that in truth. Not just in truth, but in spirit and truth. Why are you not walking in the perfect peace that God promised you? Let's keep moving. In verse 13, my brothers and sisters, it says uh, in James chapter 3 and verse 13, it says, if you are wise... If you are wise and understand God's ways, okay, we have a culture where everybody say, I know God, okay, okay. 
uh, in this culture that we are living in, this society, you know, uh, everybody is wise. Everybody has knowledge. Everybody has, you know, revelation. And they didn't win. And, you know, I don't know. They got, they got major insight. You know, they coming from other planets now. You know, they coming from Mars and they've been on planet Jupiter and things like that. That's cute. That's fine. Okay, I got you. But look what God say. If you understand me, if you saying that you are gods, he says this, prove it by living an honorable life. Prove it. God say, hey, I want you to prove that you know me. I want you to prove that you understand me. I want to I want you to prove that you in a relationship with me. By living a certain lifestyle. An honorable lifestyle. And then he says, I want you to be doing good works. If you understand who I am, your lifestyle should be full of good works, not evil deeds. Your tongue should be full of good words. My words. Love. Peace, gentleness, kindness. It should be full of the fruits of the spirit. Not hate talk, not gossip, if you understand my ways. This is how you prove that you are wise. Your education don't prove anything to God. Yeah, it may prove something to us humans down here. Yeah, we get we get sidetracked by some little education, right? Yeah, we flash a little education, and th that's us who get all caught up in that. God don't, hey, he ain't phased by none of that. Yeah, yeah, he, he, you know, our little knowledge that we have down here on the earth, that don't, that don't phase God. Put your little knowledge up when you come in the presence of God, baby. Yeah, put that little degree up. That don't phase God. Put your little books up when you come in the presence of God. That don't phase him. That's why he says with humility that comes from wisdom. When you begin, oh, thank you. When you begin to get wisdom and knowledge, it should make you more humble. But vice versa in our culture, the more education we get, the more prideful we begin to get for some reason. Why is that? Because we're not wise and we don't understand the ways of God, my brothers and sisters. Listen to what I say again. The more knowledge and the more uh, understanding of God's ways that you get, it should make you more humble. Why? Because you understand who God is. That's what true knowledge is in this world. True knowledge is understanding who God is. Right? It gives you a better understanding of who you are. This is why we have too many prideful humans out here. This is why we have too many prideful mindsets out here. This is why we have so many prideful racial groups out here. People thinking they more, you know, bigger than this race group. And we more better than this race group. And I'm, this, they lower than us on a totem pole. If you have more money, you feel like you better. You know why? You don't understand the ways of God. See, when you in pride like that, it's easy to tell, hey, my brothers and sisters, 
Hey, check this out. When you see somebody in pride, that should give you a clear sign. They don't understand the ways of God. Because what they are pride about can be snatched away in the blink of an eye. You understand? So, yeah, they, they, they really don't understand the ways of God. Nah, 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 nah. They can't. They can't. They can't. When you start to understand the ways of God, man, you you scared to even take certain pictures. <laughs> I may just be talking to myself right now. I mean, when you really see who God is, you scared to even, you know, take any credit for anything. You scared to even flex. You scared to even show out. You you just, you know, you just kind of nervous because you're like, let me not, uh-uh. Because you just don't want, you don't want to have no type of attitude, no type of prideful mindset in the presence of who God is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you 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 think about things before you post. You like, mm -mm, let me not, uh, uh, I ain't trying to post. Let me cover up a little bit. Let me not show off too much. You know, you don't even tell people when you're getting blessed because you like, nah, I ain't gonna tell nobody I got that raise. What is it? Why? Because you understand the ways of God. You just trying to stay low key. I always tell my young brother, say, stay low to the ground so when you fall, it won't be too far. Let me say that again. Stay low to the ground so when you fall, it won't be too far. Just stay low. Mm -hmm. And when you stay low to the ground and when you fall, everybody don't see it. It's just you and a couple more people that see it. Like, oh, you know, yeah. So stay low. Stay low. Stay low key. You feel? Okay, let's keep moving and grooving through this word that we never love. That we never love. It says, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart two things that we got to take care of in our culture we got a lot of bitter folks out here we got a lot of unforgiving folks out here we got a lot of folks who ain't forgive the past. We got a lot of folks you haven't forgave your ex. We got a lot of folks you ain't forgave your sister, your mama, your daddy. You got a lot of bitterness in your heart. And once again, you speak in God's word, but you you are really manifesting that bitter spirit. You bitter. Take care of that bitter spirit that you have inside of you. Ask God, hey, God, help me with this bitter spirit. I'm bitter. You got to let God know these things. You walking around just bitter. You know you bitter because when you see people uh, posting or when you see people making it, when you see people with it coming up, you just mad. Must be nice. It is nice. And it'll be nice for you too if you get that bitter uh, spirit about you. Mm, must be nice. Mm -hmm, it is. You know, you know bitter people. They say those little slick comments. Everybody don't got it like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, just bitter. Tell somebody, say, are you bitter? Are you bitter? You know, I, I, what I'm trying to get you to understand, my brothers and sisters, is I want you to get that bitter spirit out of you. Because sometimes God, he blesses others before he bless you. Yes, that's that's what may happen in your life. I know, I know we all let and we live in a, you know, self-absorbed society, but it ain't all about you sometimes. You know, God might bless some other people. 
Other people may come up sometimes. God may exalt some other people up sometimes, right? You can't always sing every Sunday. Well, you can't always preach every Sunday, brother. Come on now. Can some other people get some opportunities? Can some other people sing the solo? I'm just saying. So we got to get that bitter spirit up out of us. That's how we got to walk in the kingdom of God, my brothers and sisters. And then it said that jealousy. You know, that sneaky jealous. You, some of you, hey, come on now. Some of us be sneaky jealous. That's that. <laughs> Just sneaky with it. Just sneaky jealous. I ain't even going to get on that because you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit deal with, deal with y'all on that. That sneaky jealous. Just, you know, kind of in the background, just wishing. I wish they fall out. Just sneaky. We don't want no sneaky. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about, man. That's why y'all laughing. Sneaky jealous. Be at the gym, just look at him working. <laughs> you think he all that because he get bitch pressed. He ain't even saying nothing to you. <laughs> just sneaky jealous. You know, she running and you talking about, okay, she saying that to you. She's trying to show off. She ain't saying nothing to you, sis. Well, that's that sneaky jealous. You got to get it out your system. Okay? You know that sneaky jealous too. Every time you uh, see that person, you be like, mm, they in pride. God go have to touch their hearts. God ain't gonna have to. God need to touch your heart because you sneaky jealous. These are these things that see. I'm trying to tell you, my brothers and sisters. Look, don't nobody. We see. We really can't see these little things inside of us. But for some reason, God be revealing it to me so I can take care of it. And then He tell me to come tell y'all. These are the things that keep people from being exalted. From going to the next level in the spirit. See, we try to dust these things up under the rugs and say, well, can't nobody see it. So I'ma just be sneaky jealous in my own little corner, in my own little prayer closet. No, no, no. That means you're being sneaky jealous in the presence of God. And guess what? He don't want that in his presence. We're gonna worship God in spirit and truth. That's it. Those who are holy, that's who see the Lord. So you got to handle that. Okay. Now, if you unfollow somebody because it was just you was sneaky jealous, I'm going to need you to go back and uh, friend them again and deal with that. <laughs> I'm tapping on some hearts tonight. I'm going to go ahead and tap, 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 tap. All right. Go ahead and deal with that. Ask that person for some advice. It's all right. That doesn't. You can ask them for advice. You can let them know, hey, I see you. You you look nice. You look nice. I like your hair. Man, let me move on from that. Boy, we got, I'm telling you, a lot of sneaky jealous. And there is selfish ambition. Oh, this is a good one, my brothers and sisters. Let me tell you why. Because especially while trying to do ministry for God, when we're doing ministry, it should be for God. 
first off. But we got to be careful because there can be seeds of selfish ambition that we have birthed from the world. There can be seed of selfish ambition that has been birthed from the world. This is why it's very important not to be mixing and, you know, listening to motivational talk and then you want to listen to the world and then you want to listen to, you know, a couple, you know, I don't know, uh, TV shows and then you'll listen to some preachers and then you come back and this is what happens. You begin to take seeds out of the mouth of tongues that praises and curses God with that same mouth, right? And then you bring this selfish ambition into the kingdom of God, and we call it ministry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. God say, my people, when they worship me in spirit and truth, you must kill all that selfish ambition. You, you got to kill it. And truth be told, that sneaky, jealous spirit makes you have selfish ambition. Because now what you're trying to do is outshine the person that you are sneaky, jealous about. This is why. We must kill this ambition that we got from the world that tells us to grind, tells us to get it any means necessary, tells us to never go to sleep, work 24-7, keep your eyes open at all times. You'll sleep when you die. When you die, the devil is a lie. I go to sleep early. I'm a I'm a I'm an old person. I go to sleep early. You understand what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters? So what I want you guys to do as God's chosen priesthood, begin to kill the selfish ambition. If you have to detach from the world, detach from friends, detach from family members, because when you see them coming up, when you see them give it, get a house, you have the ambition, selfish ambition, where well, I got to get that too. No. We don't lust after things of this world when we're chasing after God. We can't do that, my brothers and sisters. So you must take the sword that is this word of God, the sword in the spirit of God, and begin to ask God, kill that selfish ambition, God. I'm about to get married to somebody just because I got ambition to get married. He ain't even walking with you, God. I'm about to get married to this sister and uh, because I got ambition to be married before I turn 40, before I turn 50. I got ambitions. I want to have a house at this time. I want to have a car at this time. I want to have a certain business at this time. So you have selfish ambition. Truth be told, that selfish ambition that you have, my brothers and sisters, is getting you farther away from God. But in the world, they saying, get it. I see you. I see. Don't let them stop you. Don't let the haters stop you. See, we have people around us that's cheering on our selfish ambition. Oh, God, that's 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 a revelation for somebody. You may have to start cutting off people 
fucking cheers and applaud your selfish ambition. Oh, and see, when you start to cut that out, it may start to mess with your insecurities. See, now I'm getting all into it now. Now I'm getting into the corners of things now. See, you like the applause because it helps your insecurities. You need to ask God, God, help, help it be okay that I go a year without anybody applauding me. Give me a job, God. Oh, God. Give me a job, God. Well, don't nobody see how fly I dress. <laughs> God, get, hey, put me somewhere, God, that they don't, nobody even care about my new hairdo. Mm-hmm. I'm pre Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It did. What they do is start to kill all that in you. That you don't even care no more. After a year, you just start wearing hoodies to work. Cause <laughs> what are you doing? Killing you, killing that pride, killing the selfish him, just killing all of that. Just are you get, are you get, are you get fight? That's what God doing to that ambition of yours. Why? Because in order to minister to His people. You can't have that spirit in you. Truth be told, if we're honest with ourselves, and I want you to look at the church with your spiritual eyes. There's nothing but selfish ambition in a church. We're chasing the same thing the world is church, uh, chasing. But you know what we do? We just say in Jesus' name with it. So I guess that makes it good. I guess that just makes it good, right? Nah, man. Come on, man. We can't do that no more. Nah, that, that stops now. That stops now. The, the revival, my brothers and sisters, has already begun. I want y'all to know. It's, it's, it's coming. It's been, it's been soldiers that's been, I mean, they've been putting the word, and it's landing on good ground. So in two, I, well, I don't know the time, but there's going to be a time where the revivals, I mean, it's going to break Break out in America. I know everybody be, oh, America, this, it's going, man, there's a revival that's going to come. And the reason why is because the true word of God is going to be manifested. That's what you guys are here for. You're going to start speaking the true word of God into people's lives. And they're going to be revivals in people's homes. They're going to be revivals in people's marriages. There's going to be revivals in people's family. There's going to be revivals in colleges and schools. Man, I'm telling you, God has showed me this, man. It's, it's coming. It's already here. It's just underground. <laughs> yeah, it's just underground. Ain't nobody seeing it right now. But it's, it's, it's working. It's underground. Just, it's pumping. It's just working. And it's going to explode. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first. The underground. Hey, check this out. So he said, I'm in verse 14. We was talking about selfish ambition in your heart. Something in your heart. Something in your heart. Selfish ambition. You got to get it out your heart. Then he said, don't cover it up the truth. See? You see what God, he said, don't cover that up. Don't cover it up with, you know, uh, positive talk. No, 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 no. That's what I'm trying to say. We cover the selfish ambition up with positive talk. We call it positive affirmation. That ain't nothing but selfish ambition. Truth be told. That may sting. I know it may sting. Because you may got stickers written on your uh, 
mirror. <laughs> oh, God, I, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not. But the sword is coming through right now. You see what I'm saying? This is this is what we we we. We have forsaken the word of God. And we begin to use our own language and our own words. And look, look where our minds at. Hear what I'm about to say. We think that's going to bring life. How can you bring life without the life giver? How can you bring life in ignoring the life giver? That's insane. But you can't tell that to a generation full of education. You can't tell that to a generation who's so wise in their own minds. You can't tell that to a generation these days. You can't tell that to a generation who got, you know, I guess they got a little money in the bank, shorty, what you think? Okay, you got a couple millions. Man, if you don't put that little money up when you're talking to God, again, this is when you begin to see the minds, the little minds of humans. We get a little money. We get a little money and begin, we don't have, begin to think. We don't have to listen to God. What? Well, yeah, oh my God. That's scary. I don't care how I don't care if you get a hundred million dollar contract tomorrow. Man, you better put that hundred million dollars to the side and be, uh fall on your knees and ask God what you want me to do with it. You can become the richest woman in the world tomorrow. You can become the richest man in the world tomorrow. That don't equal nothing to who God is. And until we begin to understand it with all our hearts, with all our minds, with all our souls, which God told us that's how we need to worship him, we will never understand the ways of God, my brothers and sisters. This is what you're going to have to teach to the generation behind you, those who are here at the underground tonight. You're going to have to teach that to the children. Yeah, because we, we have lost that. Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. Oh, we know how to cover it up with some boasting, don't we? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely know how to cover it up with boasting. Mm-hmm. It's easy to boast. It's easy to boast. All you need is a couple of filters, and you can boast. You need a couple of outfits, and you can boast. It's easy to boast. We, and y'all know the things that we boast about. I don't even, I'm not going to take no time on it. When you begin to boast, ask God to humble you. Just start to practice that. When you begin to boast, ask God to, hey, God, help me be humble. I don't want to have a boasted attitude towards you. Okay. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kinds uh, kind of wisdom. Jealousy and selfishness, they're not the wisdom of God. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Do y'all hear that last word he just said? Demonic. So again, if we're if we're if we're understanding the the spirit 
and the sound within our culture. There's a lot of positive talk that's really demonic. There's a lot of wisdom that's circulating around social media, around YouTube, the internet. A lot of wisdom. They get a lot of, mm, that's deep. Ooh, that's deep. Man, I feel you. But God says demonic. And when you say that it's demonic, you're going to get persecuted for it. I'm giving you a warning. So, if, I mean, if you want to bang out like that, go ahead and bang. But I'm just letting you know, when you call the knowledge of this world, when you begin to call the mindset of this world, when you begin to call the wisdom of this world demonic, you're going to get persecuted for it. So why are you calling it demonic, preacher? I'm calling it demonic because it's against the ways of God. That's why I call it demonic. Anything that comes against the knowledge of God is demonic to me. Prove it. I don't have to prove anything. I prove it by God alone. I put God versus anything. If anything come against the knowledge of who God is, it's demonic to me. Period. I don't when you can't compromise, because that's when you begin to drift away. That's be, when you begin to compromise anything that comes against the wisdom of God, what do you do? You begin to fade away like MJ on his best day in his prime, by the way. You begin to fade away from the knowledge of God. You begin to fade away from the walk with God. When you begin to compromise the wisdom of this world against the knowledge of who God is. That's why you faded away from your walk. That's why you're saying, I'm trying to get back with God. That's why you're saying that. You thought your wisdom was better than the word of God. You thought your plan, you had a 10-year plan. You had a five-year plan. You took your little plan and you said, well, I'm a uh, God, I'll talk to you later. I got a five-year plan. I have selfish ambitions. I have goals that I got to uh, meet. I want you to know that type of mindset Though it may seem like you're on your grind, though it may seem that you a boss, I want you to know it's demonic. It got nothing but demons all around it. That's who you walking with. That's who you getting your positive affirmation from, a demonic spirit. Did you know that? Huh? Did you know that? How do you know it's from a demonic? Because it can't live. Your little goals and your little uh, affirmation, it ain't going to be able to last. It ain't going to be able to stand. Nah, it's not. I'm sorry I had to be the one to tell you, but I'm just a voice, though. But let me keep moving and grooving through this word and moving through this demonic culture that we in. Verse 16 says, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Mm. There you will find a lot of disorder. So I want you to know. So let's go ahead and break this down. If there is a lot of disorder in a culture that you live in, 
He says, because there's a lot of selfish ambition and evil of every kind going on. If there's a lot of disorder in your relationships, if there's a lot of disorder in your home, if there's a lot of disorder on your job, he letting you know why. He's already, you see, he letting you know, he making it very clear. This is why we got to praise God, because he makes it so clear for us. You know, can you see? He, he painted clear pictures for us. Can you see him now? Hey, 17. But the wisdom from above is first of all, all pure. Listen, when you get wisdom from above, from the heavenly realms, it's going to be pure. It's going to be holy, undefiled. It's coming from the source of God. It don't come with no wicked ambitions with it. It don't come with no slick talk with it when it's pure, when that wisdom come down from the heavenly. Oh, no. When you get that fresh manna from the heaven, it's all pure. I told you, it don't get, it don't get played with. Do you understand? See, let's take it to the streets. You know when you was out there doing what you doing, right? Uh, with that evil tongue of yours, right? We talked about that in uh, uh, verse 7. We was talking about that evil tongue, right? Some of y'all with that evil tongue, what y'all do is y'all break down cigarillos with it, right? Boom, you lick it, boom, break it down, right? Yeah, that's what you do with that evil tongue of yours. That's all good. Whatever, talk to God about it. But, and you, and you fill it up with some stuff, right? You automatically know if it's, if you about that life, you already know if it's pure or not. You know if it's that good source of things. I want you to know, same thing when it comes to the wisdom of God. You know when it's from the pure source of God. When you're hearing preaching, you know when it's from the pure source of God, or you can hear, oh, that's a lot of selfish ambition in that. Uh -uh. That's a lot of, you know, evilness in it. That's a lot of demonic talk. That's a lot of demonic talk. This is why you have to begin to train your minds, brothers and sisters, to receive the pure wisdom of God. So you can begin to live and walk and talk and express. Some of your emotions are demonic. Oh, man, we finna tap into something now. You know, some of your emotions have become demonic. You, when you cry, it's demonic. When you argue, it's demonic. I'm trying to tell you, some of your, your, your feelings have become demonic. It's not even, you don't even know how to express your feelings in a pure manner. That's why you slamming doors and walking out and, 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 and screaming. And can't nobody even, you know, you getting mad and your emotions getting mad. You just, I don't know who you is. You know why? Your emotions have become demonic. And because when you get in your emotional state of mind, can't no pure wisdom come down and tame your little tongue of yours. You see how we bring it all the way back? You see how you see how that word just come all the way. Around? It's like a merry-go-round with this word sometimes. What the Holy Spirit do is <laughs> put your legs out and just swing on this merry-go-round of the uh, word of God. <laughs> Take yourself to the carnival. 
But yeah, your emotions. Ask God, God help me with my demonic emotions. Why am I always suspicious? Why I always got evil suspicions? What, why did they say it like that? <laughs> what they really mean? What what they really mean when they said that? Yeah, why they didn't say hi to me? Yo, your emotions are demonic. What's all that? You see? You need to begin to receive the pure spirit of God. And he'll clean all that up. I'm telling you, he'll clean it all the way up. Because the devil try to come with an evil suspicious and the spirit of God say, ignore that. Ignore that. Don't don't ignore that. That's just trying to, he's trying to start something. He's an accuser. He's trying to start something between you and your wife. He's trying to start something between you and your co-worker. He's trying to start something between you and your business partner. Ignore that. Okay, got it, God. Why? Because I just received the pure wisdom from above. And that's where you got to start living from. I know everybody want to get to the penthouse in real life, but I'm trying to get to the penthouse in the heavenly realms. I want to stay there. I'm going up to the... I'm trying to get to the good times with God. And that's where you need to be at. Living there. Always receiving pure wisdom of God. Hey, my sister, do you know God can give you pure wisdom on how to treat that husband of yours? Mm, clap one time. Hey, my brother, can, do you know God can give you pure wisdom on how to be with that wife of yours? Pure. You don't have to go to an alpha male channel. Mm -mm, he'll give you pure wisdom. Yes, he will. You don't have to go to a dating coach sister to know how to treat that husband of yours. God say, I give you pure wisdom on how to deal with that exact human that you with. Why? Because I created him. I know everything about that human that you with. That man that you with, sister, if you come to me with all that selfish ambition put to the side, if you come to me with all that jealousy put to the side, if you come to me with all that uh, selfishness and uh, all that pride talk, you put it to the side, I give you pure wisdom on how to treat that husband of yours. Yeah, he'll be like, ooh, I love my wife. He'll be he'll be at work praising you. It won't be no thing for him to look at another woman because he'll love his wife. Yeah. Do you understand? God can give you wisdom on how to treat the husband that you're with. How to talk to that husband that you with. You've been talking to your husband from the mindset of what the world been telling you. You've been talking to your husband with a heart of selfish ambition. You really got selfish ambition to lead your household, sister. Oh, woo. Come on now. Tyson, ding, ding. Wow. Hey, hey, come on back out here, though. Come on. We ain't finished. Hey, brother, are you trying to lead your household based on the ambition and based on the teaching that you got from the world when you was out there thugging and club and two-stepping? Is that how you're trying to treat the wife God has given you? Based on the mindset that you got from the world on how to treat a woman? Oh, you're going to have to kill that. 
But if you come to God with a humble heart, he said, I give you pure wisdom from the heavenly realms. I drop manna on your mind every morning. Say, I won't ask the Israelites. I did it every morning. I drop fresh manna on your mind. One time for your mind, God say. Oh, heavenly father, touch our hearts. Touch our hearts, dear God. Touch our minds that we can begin to get fresh wisdom from you, dear God. God say, I give you fresh wisdom, my brothers and sisters, on how to raise the children I gave you. Do you hear what I'm saying? God gave you those children. He created those children. And he has pure wisdom to give you on how to raise them. He said, I'll give you wisdom on how to talk to the first child. And then I'll give you wisdom on how to talk to the second child. See, you may can't spank the first child like you spanked the second child, but I give you pure wisdom on how to raise them. Why? Because I'm God. That's what I do. Yeah. Can't no Harvard touch me. Can't no Princeton touch me. Can't no Ivy League school touch me. God say. Can't no master degree touch God, ma. I don't care how many degrees you got. You can't touch God, ma. Get that straight. Yeah. I don't care what kind. Of, I don't care if you on Wall Street. I don't care where you at. You can't touch God, man. So you gotta humble these human minds out here, cuz. Straight up, they be getting besides themselves. So somebody said they be getting besides themselves. Hey, real talk. Let's get back to this word that we never left. Let's keep on moving and grooving. I'm in verse 17, James chapter three and verse 17. James chapter three and verse 17. We was just talking about the wisdom that comes from God. That's all pure. Not just, oh man, I can't even get off this. You know, sometimes when you read in the world, you just be stuck on something. You say it's all pure. Yeah, it's, and when you come back, it ain't. Uh, <laughs> you know, one one time it's good, then the next time you're like, wait a minute, it's kind of different this time. What's up? I mean, last time it was it was pure, bro. It was it was good. What's up with this time? Now, God say every time you come, it's all pure. Every time. That's what I'm talking about, God. Man, that's why we praise him, because he just pure like that. Not a stain on him. Not a stain on him. Hey, it says it, it is also peace, loving, gentle at all times. Oh, yes. See, when you get that wisdom from God, you're going to be like, hey, what's all the hate about? You're going to have a peaceful atmosphere. The wisdom of God gives you a peaceful atmosphere. And then you begin to hear the sounds and you begin to see in the spirit people atmosphere. You're like, uh-uh, that ain't peaceful. Why every time I, I hear them talk, they talking about somebody. Why every time I hear them talk, it, they, they got a loud, they got a loud spirit about them. You ever met people like that? It's just loud. Not not the not the the, the volume of their voice. It's just they they life is loud. It's something about their life. It's just loud. They walk in. It's it, it just shifts the whole atmosphere and it begins to get loud. They walk loud. It's something about it. You know. It's just. Ugh. But God said you don't need to have a loud lifestyle, a loud spirit. You want to have a very peaceful gentle you know even when you have a 
uh, I would say uh, when I say loud outfit on, I mean just your outfit. It's just stylish, though. I'm not saying the colors of it. I'm saying your outfit because you just know how to dress, right? Because everybody in here that I'm looking at, I, I know y'all person. Yeah, y'all fly. Yeah, you know, that's just what it is. Y'all fly. I'm not saying that to uh, be, be boastful about us, but I know y'all personally, y'all got your own style. Y'all fly. But God say, even in the midst of y'all flyness, you're not loud with it. You feel me? Raise your hand if you feel what I'm talking about. Even in the midst of the new Jordans you get in the, the heels that you put on and, and when you get your hair did and you get your nails did and you, you get the crust from the back of your feet off and you wear them sandals and stuff like that he said you're not loud with it mm-hmm 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 that's you even when you get your hair cut in i mean it's it's just wavy or you get to the haircut with the fade and you you curly with the you know that little thing and it, but you're not loud with it you you kind of quiet with it. <laughs> you let others say, oh, you, gotta go <laughs> you let others be loud for you. You, <laughs> you Do you do that? That's what I was talking about, my brothers. You let others be loud for you. That's when you know God has humbled you. You don't be loud no more and try to, you know, take over the spotlight. You let others be loud for you. They tell you, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you let us be loud for you but let's keep moving and grooving through this word hey gentle at all times my brothers my sisters gentle at all times gentle at all times even when you make me mad my goal is to be gentle at all times okay that is what we need to do. We're trying to be gentle at all times. Will this be hard? Yes, indeed. Oh, I ain't finna lie to you and say, oh, it's just going to be easy. No, but we begin to practice. We begin to get in that uh, uh, practice court. You know, I know AI said what, what we talking about practice, but yes, we are talking about practice. We're going to begin to practice this gentle spirit at all times. My mama getting on my nerves, I'm going to be gentle. My daddy getting on my nerves, I'm going to be gentle. Co-workers getting on my nerves, I'm going to be gentle. Boss getting on my nerves, I'm going to be gentle. I'm only being gentle, though, because God asked me, don't you ever get it twisted. Okay? I'm being gentle because I'm trying to obey the Father. Okay? Yes, indeed. Hey, then it says, my brothers and sisters, I thought we was going to, uh, I was thinking about we was going to go to Hebrews, but no, nah, we just going to finish off James. We just going to knock James off and we'll be done with it. That's why I'm saying. Sometimes I be getting up in here, you know, uh, speaking his word and, you know, God be taking you all over the place. I hope y'all eating good, though, for real, for real. And if you get full, go ahead and get you a paper plate and take some of this home. Mm-hmm. Get you a paper plate and wrap it up and take it home with you. Put it in the refrigerator. Eat on it later. Okay. Uh, yield to others. You'll be able to yield to others when that wisdom come down from uh above. You begin to take on a spirit that begins to yield to others. It ain't all about you, Mad TV. It ain't all about you. You begin to hey take the back seat and say, Nah, where, where you want to eat at? 
No, no, no. It's whatever you want to eat. No, it's cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Whatever you want to do. Now, wherever you want to go, I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even tripping about it. You feel me? That, it, that, that just becomes who you is. People think you being nice. It's not that. It's just you have taken on the spirit of, I'm just yielding to others, man. I ain't even tripping about it. While other people arguing about what they go eat tonight and where they go live and where they going for next week, all this stuff you be can't even make their mind up about. I'll be like, man, make uh pick somewhere. You just begin, you just in the backseat yielding to everybody. You all right? Yeah, I'm cool, man. Whatever y'all, you know, I'm cool. That becomes your life. That becomes your mindset. You see? Yielding to others. Yielding to others a preference. You know? It may be a basketball game on, brother. This I'm talking about this simple stuff. Maybe a basketball game on, and your wife or your girl, they may want to watch something. You're like, oh, go ahead. You know, I ain't worried about that. Bad. I check that out on my phone. Go ahead. Yielding. That's what you're doing. You're practicing yielding. Right? You may want to get these shoes this week, but, you know, your son or somebody else may need some in your family. You say, hey, I ain't going to get them shoes this week. I'm going to go ahead and get that money to somebody else. What are you doing? I'm yielding to others. That's it. I'm just yielding to others. I'm, I'm practicing the wisdom from God. That's it. Others may say, oh, you're so nice. You're so kind. I never met nobody like you before. Uh and you may not ever, but anyway, I'm just practicing. I'm just, I'm just practicing God uh, wisdom. <laughs> I'm crazy, but yeah, you know, I'm just practicing, and that's what you need to do, my brothers and sisters. And guess what? You gonna have to teach the young people. Hey, begin to yield to others. If we look out here in this generation that we live in, this pagan society, you know, it's a lot, we're not yielding. Everybody got rights these days. I mean, everybody got rights. Ain't nobody go yield. Everybody got to have it their way. Burger King stop, right? But God say, hey, you begin to yield. You begin to yield your life to others. Hey, this wisdom from God is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. You begin to have mercy on people. Why? First of all, because you know God had mercy on yourself. That's what that man, you have mercy on people because you're like, man, look, I already know what I used to do. So I have mercy on people. I was thinking about, I promise you, I was thinking about that before I uh I came in here. So uh I was I was in a, a text message with uh two of my sisters, right? And they said some stuff like, I guess, you know. Hey, everybody know, you know, I guess I do Bible studies and, you know, I do certain things for God, which I don't take as Ooh, so righteous. No, I, it's a, a honor. You know, God just chose me to do these things. It doesn't make me more righteous than anybody. But they said something and they was like, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I didn't mean to say that. They said it in a text and I had to let them know, hey, man, hey, I don't be looking at people like that. You know, I have... God, because of the mercy God has given me, man, I show that mercy. And so when I begin to think, and I, and I really believe, like you guys who come up in here, man, you guys can tell me y'all murder 10 people tomorrow. And I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. That ain't going to make me change my view of you. 
That ain't gonna make me stop preaching this word to you. That ain't gonna make me stop showing love to any anybody in here. No. Why? Because the mercy God has shown me. He has shown me undeserved mercy, man. I'm talking about when I I ignored him so many years of my life. When I know he was calling me. You know? So now, nah, I, I, nah, mm -mm. so you, it says full of mercy. You know, somebody, you know, may wronged you. Somebody may, you know, talked about you. Somebody may, you know, did some little foul stuff to you. I'm not saying you hang around them and you, y'all cool, but you ain't holding no grudges. You're like, hey, this is what it is. I'm cool. Yeah, no, nah, I'm cool. I, I, I forgot about it. Forgot about that. Yeah, why? Because the mercy God has showed me. You know what? He forgot about stuff I did. So I just got to pass that along to my brothers and sisters. Period. Period. And that's what we got to do, man. You know, uh, again, this is not to be taken as we, 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 we let people walk over us like a doormat. Nah, I ain't saying none of that. Y'all know how we is. Y'all know how we roll out here. Yeah. Again, I know everybody in here. I already, you know, we militant with it. You know, ain't nobody going to cross us like that. But I'm saying we show mercy. Yeah, we show mercy and we show love and we let it be. Hey, we keep moving because we on a mission. I don't got time to be really dealing with those little petty arguments and petty little sins that you talking about. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm over that, baby. Yeah, it's a new day. Yeah. And it's uh, we, we full of good deeds over here, too. Hey, we ain't showing no hate. We don't got no hateful deeds in our life. We ain't out here trying to scam. We ain't out here trying to get over on people. We ain't out here robbing. I'm talking to the people in the prison right now because I know they listening. We ain't out here busting in people's homes, stealing, putting guns to people's head, killing our brothers over a color. Nah, we don't do no deeds like that, cuz. Or blues. Let me talk to y'all for a minute. We don't do deeds like that. Especially my brothers locked up, y'all. Y'all get in there, y'all talk that God talk. Why you still got hate for these in your heart then, man? Man, get that up out of there. You need to the Kimbe Matumbo, all them hateful deeds in you. Shout out to all the 90s NBA players who know what I'm talking about, though. Wag that tongue, wag that uh, finger when that evil deeds try to come your way, man. Come on now. Y'all better than that. Because if you keep practicing them hateful deeds, you're going to continue to keep going back and forth out of that prison cell, my brother. I'm just letting you know that's going to be your life. That's going to be your life. And you're too young to be up in that. Stop practicing them hateful deeds that the devil taught you, that this wicked culture taught you. Anyways, that was for them. Hey, it shows no favoritism, and it is always sincere. God wisdom never shows favoritism, man. And I'm talking to y'all because y'all future leaders in the kingdom. Make sure you're not showing favoritism to people. You know what I'm saying, brothers? Hey, just because she cuter, don't be showing favoritism. Don't be, you know, spending more time talking to them because, no, 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 we don't do that. Hey, sister, just because he may got a little bit more influence or he may got a little more status, don't be showing favoritism. 
You mean, hey, God needs you to talk to everybody like that. God needs you to be nice to everybody like that, sister. Don't just smile at the ones who cute, but then have a little stuck up attitude with the ones you feel or you think ugly according to the world status. Let me say that. Fellas, vice versa. We can't be favoritism out here. We gotta. He, we want to be sincere always. Why? Because we're going to be ministering to God's people. We got to show that uh, spirit of God amongst his people. All right. And we, we don't want to show favor to somebody because we feel like, well, they can give me an opportunity better than that person. No. We don't have no motives of being nice to people. We don't have motives of talking to people. We don't do that over here in this kingdom. Well, if I get with them and connected with them, I can come up and I may can get that position. So let me try to befriend them. What? You know what you're doing? You saying God can't get you that position. You got to befriend a man or a woman. Man, no. Trust God for everything. Do you hear me? Hey, somebody, you waiting on a position. You don't got to befriend nobody, kiss nobody, or try to please nobody. I'm talking to somebody right now. You don't have to do all that. Just trust God. Work towards the kingdom and let God deal with all that. All right? You may want a ministry opportunity. Trust God. You don't got to try to impress nobody. Try to please nobody. Trust God, my brothers and sisters, and he going to give you what you're looking for. You know why? Because God got what you want. He got what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Tell somebody say, God got what I want. I don't need to go to no man to get what I want. I don't need to go to no woman to get what I want. Yeah. Did I wait a minute? Oh, man. Did this one just go out back? Oh, okay. I thought I had uh, clicked off, y'all. About to get mad. Because I was going in. Y'all still hear me? Tell, uh, raise your uh, nutty professor finger and tell me if you still hear me. Why well, keep talking? Going off. Can y'all hear me good? Okay, y'all. Okay, okay, okay. So no favoritism. Always sincere. Okay. In verse eighteen, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace. You're not out here planting seeds of discord. You're not out here planting seeds of gossip. You're not out here planting seeds of hate. We don't do that over here in this kingdom. Leave that outside. Uh-uh, do all that. You're not over here. You're not in the God's kingdom over here whispering, talking about these white folks. You're not over here whispering about the black folks. And I'm like, no, we don't do that. Get that get you gotta get that out your spirit. We're not talking about our Latino brothers behind a back. We're not talking about our Mexican brothers behind a back. We're not talking about our Chinese people behind our back. Why? Because we sow seeds of peace around here. You know? Truth be told, that's a lot of bitterness still in us. We talked about that earlier. Some of us got bitterness still in our hearts from the past or from what we've seen on movies. Some of y'all been watching Roots too much. <laughs> Stop watching The Color Purple. If you start getting a bitter spirit after you watch these movies, you might need to cut them movies out for a little bit, huh? Because you're bitter. 
you're getting bitter. And, and truth be told, listen, and we try to justify it. But listen, God don't deal with that. He don't deal with that bitter spirit. He don't deal with all that hate in our hearts that we be spearing out, talking about different cultures and races. God don't deal like that, y'all. Y'all know that. And these people that we got around us and people that we sneaky listening to, I don't know, some of us church folks, we be, get, we be listening to this stuff a little bit. You may got to get that out your little uh, timeline. Get it off your little uh, request page. I don't know, whatever it is. You got to... Got to be careful because what happens is it begins to, instead of sowing seeds of peace, you start to sow seeds of bitterness, of hate, discord. And then you start to become proud. And then you start to become entitled. You see, it sneaks up on you. And if you sow seeds of peace, you will reap a harvest of righteousness. But if you saw it all that bitter spirit, guess what's going to come out that tongue? A lot of hate talk. And no matter how much you say you know, man, you got a lot of hate on your talk. You got a lot of hate inside you. Man, I'll be at the gym sometimes, my brothers and sisters. And I run into a lot of brothers, man, who, uh, again, they talking to me about that God talk. But the sound behind it I see the hate in their heart still, man. The spirit of God, I mean, they, they, they still got a lot of hate in their heart towards America. They still got a lot of hate in their heart towards the uh, 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 the white man or a, a different culture or something like that. And then sometimes they got a lot of hate in their heart towards the woman. You got to get that out of your heart before you talk this God talk. You can't be out here hating somebody that you see but saying you love God who you never seen, the word tells us that. The word taught us that, my brothers. I'm saying, I want you to be able to talk that God talk with a pure conscience, with a pure heart. You're free from what somebody did to you or what somebody did in the past. You're free from all of that. And you're going to be able to talk pure revelation from the throne of God. When you talk this talk, it is going to begin to manifest through your mouth into the hearts of men and women from all cultures, all walks of life, and you will see the manifestation of the kingdom of God. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. Let me give you a testimony. I'm going to get up out of here. So y'all know God, uh, you know, opened up the doors for me to speak at these prisons. And uh, all these type of time. Now, when I'm in these prisons, man, and talking, man, you know, it'd it be a whole bunch of, uh, I was telling my wife, a whole bunch of Nazi dudes up in there, man. Yeah, it'd be a whole bunch of them type of cats in there, you know, with the with the tattoos. And uh, uh, then it'd be a whole bunch of, uh, I don't know if they Latino mafia people up in there, man. And at the, at the end of the day, I'm never terrified. And let me tell you why, because... What I've learned, even in the midst of all killers, gangsters, murderers, I don't know what they are, the gospel is so powerful that in that moment, everything ceases. Because the gospel 
it makes demons bow, man. I'm trying to tell you. And the boldness of God takes over you in that moment. And you begin to manifest the kingdom of God from a pure spirit. See, I can't go in there talking this gospel talk, but secretly I hate the white man. I'm not going to be able to connect with that white man from a spiritual aspect. I'm not going to deliver him from the bondage that he's in to keep him from going home to his family. I want that white man to go home to his family just like I want that black man to go home to his family and raise his kids. Why? Because it'll make the society better. But I say all that, I, you know, so I, I, I ask God, hey, more of you, God, less of me. You increase when I decrease. And it, it makes me see these brothers, whoever it is, in the eyes of God. And I can preach the gospel from a pure heart and show love. I did that one time, man. No lie. Dude came up to me, you know, skinhead type dude. Uh, had the, you know, the Nazi tats on him and all that. I had the tattoos. And I ain't gonna lie to you, when some of them stepped up to me like that, I'd be on guard. <laughs> I'd be like, who's that? You feel me? I don't know. Because, hey, that's where we at. You know? So he stepped up to me and he shook my hand. He said, Acts 413, brother. That's what I seen when you was up there preaching. Let me read y'all Acts 14. The members of the councils were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they can see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. That's what that white brother told me. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Ask God to get all that out your heart. So every racial group you go in front, I don't care if they... They can be racist, but when you open your mouth, the power of God is going to manifest and they're going to have no choice but to say, oh, man, yeah, 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 yeah. He been with Jesus. She been with Jesus. That's right. That's right. And I pray that over everybody's life right now that's listening. That whoever you come in contact with for the rest of your life, they understand and they know without a shadow of a doubt. They've been walking with Jesus. That's goals right there. You understand? That's goals. All these little worldly goals they trying to get us to chase out here in these streets. Nah, man, that ain't nothing but that's, that's petty stuff. Uh, nah, that's petty. Nah, we trying to chase goals. We want everybody to know, oh, yeah, they've been talking to God. Yeah, they getting revelation straight from the throne. Yeah, that's right. That's what we about over here. Anyways, man, I wasn't trying to give y'all this whole buffet. I was just trying to give y'all a salad bar, this thing. I appreciate y'all for coming out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, a place to get into the word of God so the word of God I can get into you. And who am I? <laughs> you know I ain't nobody special. I'm just the voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America saying, repent. Y'all know the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the underground. I'm out. <laughs>